Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. My favorite book in the Old Testament is 1 Samuel. My favorite book in the New Testament is the Gospel of Matthew. If you're looking for a place to start, or maybe when you've tried to read the Bible, it's been discouraging because it's it can be tough. Hard to understand, maybe. I encourage you to start with Matthew. I love that book. But this morning, we are going to read my favorite passage in Scripture. Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 9. And if you're able, would you stand as we read God's Word together? This set of verses, ones that maybe you have to, but I've come to time and time again. Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the peace of God will be 
for your word. I thank you for how much it encourages us by reminding us of all that we have only in you, Jesus. Thank you for being a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Thank you for the power that you have to speak into our storms. Peace. Thank you, Lord, for the peace that transcends all understanding. Lord, may you continue to bless us as we spend a few more minutes in your word and in song. And I pray these things in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. I've read this scripture a lot. So much so it's memorized. In that first verse that we read, verse 4, sounds like a happy command. But I found it's one of the hardest. I mean, I always read it as a happy one. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. I mean, that's why when you text with an exclamation point, people know you're happy. But this time, in reading the scripture, the Spirit spoke differently. The words read differently. Rejoice in the Lord always. See why that command's hard? Always? Always? Really? Because I'll be frank. It's been hard rejoicing lately. Really, God, always. We all go through trials, tribulations, difficult circumstances. We all have family problems. We all have issues. And the scripture says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then it gets harder. Let your gentleness be evident to all. I don't know about you, but when I go through a prolonged period of suffering, gentleness isn't what comes out. And 
I'm not trying to make excuses for me or for you. But reality is, sometimes we get bitter. knew a thing or two about trials, didn't he? Where did he write this letter from when he was writing to the church in Philippi? He was in prison. And there was really no good reason, no real justification for him to be there. your gentleness be evident to all. How? (laughs) Because I've had it. God. Enough is enough. Mercy. He tells us how. In four words. The Lord is Near. I've been angry, God. I'm tired of his silence. But you know what I've learned in this experience? I read in the book, so don't think I'm real special. His silence does not mean his absence. The Lord is near. He hasn't forsaken you. We know His Word tells us if we're going to follow Him, there's so many times of suffering. And those times of suffering test our faith. And that's okay. Because the testing of our faith develops perseverance. That perseverance Character. A character. Hope. The Lord is near. Paul continues to build on his ideas here. In verse 6, he says, do not be anxious about anything. Because what do we do when we don't sense the Lord? 
when we don't hear or see Him answer. Sometimes we fear. <laughs> Lord, have you forgotten me? Lord, are you real? Lord, haven't I faithfully served you? What's the deal? Last time I said freaking, mom didn't like it. So I'm not going to say it again. Because she didn't raise me that way. So I'll say, Lord, what's the deal? And then I don't know about you. The warrior starts working. And that's not W-A-R-R-I-O-R. That's W-O-R-R-I-E-R. You know, the anxiety gets gone. What could go wrong next? Because it seems like somebody's got to put their pastor Nathaniel Voodoo the hallway. Because what else could go wrong? And we start worrying about this, this, and that. And then what's going to happen because of what I see going on with my family or in the news or and the fear factor gets to work. But Paul says don't be anxious about anything. He is near. There's no need to fear. this week from a friend that text had a quote I want to read that quote to you this morning fear does not stop death it stops life and worrying worrying doesn't take away tomorrow's troubles it takes away today's peace That's what Paul's doing here. Paul's telling us how to have peace. In the midst of all our trouble. In the midst of all the unanswered prayers. In the midst of, my goodness Lord, can things get any worse? No need to fear. The Lord is near. And He wants us to know His peace. A peace we can't find anywhere else. The peace of God. That's the opposite of anxiety. It's the tranquility that comes when we commit all of our cares, cast all of our cares to God in prayer. And know them no more. But Nathaniel, I'm still reminded of him. Sometimes daily, sometimes hourly. Me too. But I think that's why Paul said, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, with prayer and petition.
with thanksgiving. Present your request to God. Man, anybody ever be around a three-year-old who knows how to petition? When Jesus gave the, the parable of why we should always pray and never give up, it was about a woman who kept going to Jesus over, pardon me, the woman kept going to the judge over and over and over and over again. The judge is like, dude, this woman's going to wear me out. <laughs> the petitioning. When we feel like we're reminded of it. We want to take it back from God. No. Back it goes. Back it goes. Back it goes. You got this, God. I'll give this to you, God. Please give me your peace. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. I remember when I first heard that word forfeit. Third grade, I played guard for the G.W. Phillips Falcons. We stunk. The only way we won our first game is because the school we were supposed to play, Waitman Barb, never showed up. You guessed it. They forfeited. Again, we stunk. The win was theirs for their taking. But they didn't show up to take it. Forfeit. To lose. Or be liable to lose. Something that could be yours. To lose. Or be liable to lose. Something that's available to you. And within your grasp. Within your reach. Peace is there for those of us who look to Jesus as our Savior and Lord. Our friend. And sometimes we can have pity parties, think we have it bad. There's always people who's got it worse. <laughs> Let's go back in time. Let's go back to 1842.
Let's go to Ireland, where Joseph Scriven has just graduated from Trinity College. Woohoo! Something to celebrate. Not only that, he's about to marry his hometown girl of his dreams. They're engaged, all excited, planning their wedding, dreaming about their future together. It's the night before they get married. He's eagerly waiting to see his bride. And he sees her come on horseback towards him across the bridge that's over a river when her horse bucks her off and into the river. All he can do is scream her name as he yells and runs down the hill. But by the time he gets to her, she's dead. Joseph decides to immigrate to Canada. While he's there, he fell in love again. Fell in love with a a girl named Eliza. Eliza Rocher. Is that French Garrett? Garrett, Garrett, he can speak French. They're engaged to be married. But then she contracts tuberculosis. Are you kidding me? They postpone the wedding again and again. But she succumbs to tuberculosis in 1860. In the time between fiancés, Joseph's mama back in Ireland was worried about him. She worried herself sick. So guess what? He was concerned about her. So he wrote her a letter and he wrote her a poem. You might know that poem. By the title of the hymn, the praise team's going to come, and we're going to sing now. What a friend we have in Jesus. Every song has a story, and now you know where this song came from. I have a feeling Joseph felt like God wasn't answering his prayers. I had a feeling. Felt to Joseph that God was silent. I also had a feeling. Joseph knew the Lord was near. In fact, this song was published anonymously. You know, anonymously. 
until later came out and was found in a drawer with his name on it. When he asked him about it, he said, how did you write these words? He said, I didn't write it by myself. I wrote it with God. He knew the Lord was near. Hold on to the promises that Joseph put in this song. Would you stand with me? Hymn number 625.
how you stick with us. You never leave us or forsake us. You are near. Lord, your Holy Spirit's in us. And Holy Spirit, may you continue to do your work of comfort and peace. And Lord, help us. Help us to cast our every care, our every burden, our every need on you. And receive the peace that you and only you have for us. That peace that passes all understanding. Thank you for your church. Thank you for your people. I pray for everyone here. Everyone in the sound of my voice online or the podcast. And Lord, as we go through this life, the mountaintops and the lowest valleys, may we continue to resolve to stick with you. Say, yes, I will. Like we sang about earlier. Bless us in our walk together. Bless us in our fellowship. May we be a light and an encouragement to all. Lord, I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.